Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we have a revenge story of ruining someone's debit card. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my roommate sucked, but I sucked even worse. So let me preface with, I was 22, stupid, and a bit of an immature jerk. I'm in no way the victim of this tale, but I do think it's a funny enough story worth sharing of the battle of two crappy roommates. I had just moved in with my boyfriend as one of his roommates was moving out. When I met his second roommate, we'll call him Split P, I knew I was in trouble because his way of introducing himself was lecturing me on teas when he found out I was a tea enthusiast. Still, there's no rules against being a mansplaining jerk, so I stayed positive and indulged his tea lectures, but then it started getting worse quickly. Split P worked as a sound tech at a goth club. He was constantly, constantly bringing women home from the club, then taking E and having crazy sex in his room, not subtly. Again, we all get our bang on, I ignored it. But then, he started using my cat as a method of impressing women. My cat was on a strict diet of a specific type of food. I'm a cat nerd, and I knew that keeping her on a regularly scheduled diet would prevent her learning to beg for food and would prevent obesity. Welp, Split P, who has no animal experience, started pointing out to his women guests that my cat's bowl was always empty. I'd suspected that he'd been feeding her more behind my back because she'd gotten overweight and started begging, but I finally overheard it happening where he said to his guest, Yeah, they constantly neglect this cat. I always have to feed her. I walked in and said, Hey, I overheard you and I know you felt this way a long time without ever speaking to me, but I actually don't appreciate you messing up my cat's food schedule by feeding her more than she needs. Even though he had just filled her bowl, he looked at me with the most gaslighty eyes and said, Oh no, I've never fed her. The woman he was with became uncomfortable, probably because of how blatantly and embarrassingly he lied, and left. This is all just to give you a feel for what kind of a cowardly diaper he was. But I didn't even get mad yet until he started bringing women from the club, at 3am when he got off work, to our apartment, hooking up with them, and then telling them to leave without walking them out. We lived in a dump of an apartment, as it was all we could afford. This means our front door would only shut if it was locked. So, asking someone to see themselves out just meant that the door would be hanging wide open in a really rough neighborhood, and we had a cat he supposedly cared about. I kept asking him to walk these women out so he could lock the door. I begged him. I reminded him my cat that he loves so much could run away. He didn't care. It got so bad, my cat actually learned to alert us when the door was left open. Literally, she'd come wake me up at 4am and then lead me down the stairs and show me the open door. Are you kidding me? This is when I knew I hated him more than anything I could presently think of and needed to start preparing to make his life unpleasant. It started off pretty simple. He was about to go on vacation for a week. We reminded him daily for four days before he left to please wash his dishes as we don't want to wash his dishes for him anymore. I even went to see him the night before while he was packing and told him it was just another friendly reminder to get that done. Guess who didn't do their dishes? So I picked up all of his dirty dishes and I left them on his bed. I told my boyfriend that if he gets upset, we can just tell him the dishes were in the way and we put them where he could find them. My boyfriend is a peacekeeper, so instead he picked up all the dishes and washed them. When he came back, we told him he needed to leave. We couldn't deal with him anymore and the dishes were the final straw. 
For three months, he claimed he couldn't find another apartment. By this point, I was done. I couldn't deal with this dynamic that resulted in our roommate treating us like doormats. I decided it was time to get crazy. So I sat on the kitchen floor, and as soon as I heard him come in, I just started crying, wailing. Split P came in, alarmed, and asked what was wrong. I started scream crying at them that my boyfriend would never marry me if I couldn't get rid of our roommate. That it was time for me and my boyfriend to start picturing our forever here together, and Split P was ruining it. For three days, I just walked around the apartment scream crying and wailing about how this would be the nursery, but our roommate won't leave and let us share our love. He would bring women over and I would ruin their night. I would wait up until 3.30 a.m. when they would get home, offer his guest a bowl, tell them about all the other guests he has at this time of night, and then start crying and talking about how I just wish he would move out. I guess three nights of women leaving because of me was enough, because he suddenly found a great apartment and would be moving out ASAP. I mean, this is all just about identifying his weakness and hitting him where it hurts. This guy clearly is a playboy bringing women back to his place all the time which honestly kind of impressive that he can just bring people back so often like that but right from the get-go if you want to get back at him you just start blocking him regularly i mean that just seems to be like his main quest in life also hi i'm steven and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below that said our next story is see how you like it this story does involve mild violence not sure if that's okay Years ago, I worked for a retail clothing store out of desperation. The store manager was aggravating, but liked me for whatever reason, and I needed the money. Among her irritating habits was smacking my butt when she walked past me. Not only was it irritating, but she did it hard. I asked her to stop multiple times, but she just laughed and ignored me. I'd complained about it to my now husband, and he even said something to her about it. Didn't help, and she was annoyed I told him. So the next time he came to pick me up from work, he strolled back to the register, greeted my manager cheerfully, and smacked the heck out of her butt. She was stunned silent. But she never touched me again. Now, in no way am I going to give the green light to what OP and their partner did here, but I kind of understand why it happened. I suppose you could have taken a more hands-off approach, like you could have involved authorities. But to be honest, you're working there out of desperation, you don't want anything that could possibly rock the boat on your job, so maybe the hands-on approach was the right way to go. Our next story is, Couchsurfer gets petty revenge on me after I kick her out. This is a story from a few years ago, and it isn't much really, but it's a funny in hindsight incident that happened to me in my early adult days. 21-year-old female who just moved out with a boyfriend in tow. We were renting a place in a college town. Rather small location for the amount of bodies stuffed in the apartment. Me, 21-year-old female. My boyfriend, roommate Jake, 25-year-old female. And his girlfriend in a place that's roughly 600 square feet. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. We all worked part-time, and together we could afford rent by the end of the month, but we definitely lived frugally to make ends meet. We weren't the most social group either, generally staying in our rooms and leaving the living room mostly unused. About half a year in, Jake comes over to tell me, lease owner, that he met this girl who's recently homeless and needs a place to stay for a bit so she can find a new place, and he wanted to know if she could sleep on our futon in the living room. After some discussion, we agreed and enters Kate, 23-year-old female. Kate takes up residence on the futon and ends up bringing over a few things from her mom's house in our living room and strings a shower curtain across our living room to section it off from the rest of the house. She spins a tale about her baby daddy being in jail and how her three kids are currently staying with their mom while she's here and how her sunlight sensitivity makes it really hard to get a job. She couch surfs for a month, just eating our food and browsing on her phone all day long. We tell her she has to get a job within the week or she's out and she begrudgingly gets a job at McDonald's. She comes home that same week with a guy in tow, introducing him to us as her boyfriend Said boyfriend now hangs out regularly at our 600 square foot apartment with five people already living in it. We tell her that's great, but we don't want her having conjugal relations on our futon. Says she won't, but the smell we come back to after work tells us she doesn't intend to keep that promise. She asks us if her boyfriend can move in with her, and we tell her absolutely not. She's not paying any rent to us, is not respecting our wishes, and is overall rude. I tell Jake he has to kick her out, since he brought her here in the first place. He looks uncomfortable and she and boyfriend are definitely not happy, but a week goes by and one night she leaves while we're at work with most of her stuff. I say most because she left the living room in a state with a bunch of trash behind and under the futon, abandoned belongings and decorations left behind, and the jury-rigged curtains still up. Being concerned that she moved out while none of us were at home, we take stock of our things to see if she might have taken anything. Lo and behold, she had taken all of my left shoes. Just the left one. But to make it fair, she left a few of her own size 12 gorilla feet unmatched shoes for me. How kind of her. I was mad at the time because who the freak does that, but the end situation was bizarre and entertaining in hindsight. I've actually heard of people doing similar things or like spraying cheese whiz or something deep in somebody's shoes where they wouldn't realize it until they put the shoes on. If OP maybe knows where they went or still can get in contact with them, I would immediately jump to like threatening legal action over this, return my left shoes. But that's when you find out they toss it in some dumpster somewhere, right? That said, our next story is refuse to take the deposit and just let me go. Now you have to pay. I rented a house at the beginning of the year, but I couldn't stay there a minute longer. It was a crappy house and everything broke down days after I moved in. I had major leaks, flooding in the kitchen, mold, etc. I told the landlord and she said, fix it yourself. It's not even a big issue. After three months, I gave her a one month notice that I was moving out. I told her she could have the deposit since I was breaching the contract. The contract stated that I would rent her house for a year. But no, she said I had to pay her the rent for that month too. It's already included in the contract, in the case of moving out, 
I don't have to pay for the rent for the last month I live there because it's already included in the deposit. She also wanted fees for her time to look for a new renter. Heck no, I wasn't doing that. I consulted my real estate agent friend and showed her the contract. I asked for her help on what I could do. I didn't want to pay for the last month's rent since I was only there for 10 days. My friend told me the landlord couldn't do that and that she'd already overcharged me for the deposit stated in the law. But since I'd signed the contract, I still had to give her the deposit. However, I could sue her for overcharging me and extortion. So, I sued her. I didn't have to pay the last month's rent, and she had to pay a big fine. Tons of times you hear stories of people in this situation who stop one step short of doing what OP did. It's incredibly satisfying to hear a story where OP just up and did it, they just sued them. And it worked out. Maybe a lot of people who end up doing this are just so satisfied with the outcome enough or don't want to talk about legal stuff that they just kind of ride off into the sunset. Our next story is, I created a fake religion by revenge. So all started when I was 10 years old. I grew up in a little town and my home was just in front of the church. My parents are atheists, so the Sunday was a free day for me. I was on the side of the road past the church, my parents a little behind me and my cat Mrs. Popeye following me. It is when some car going to church started to arrive and one of them came really fast and startled Popeye by honking. My cat ran directly in the direction of our house, but the car hid him. I scream and grab and cuddle my now dead cat while crying. The guy storms out of his car and starts to scream at me about the fact that my cat made a scratch on his car. I'm not responding, I was just crying and cuddling this cold, distorted figure of my little friend. I don't think I ever seen my dad like he was this day. His face was pale and so scary that the guy jumped in his car without trying to talk and went directly to the church. My dad tried to follow, but my mom and I stop him, and we go home to give Mrs. Poppy a nice place to rest. Later that day, a group from the church came to see my parents and started to give them lessons about their lifestyle, how they educated me and demand that they paid the reparation on the car. My dad told them to freak off, and our neighbors came alongside my dad to make them go away. My friends came to say goodbye to Mrs. Poppy, and we gave her a little Viking-style ceremonial. We all cry and say goodbye. All my friends were ticked by the church group, and this guy who was the big jerk of the town already. This is when one of my friends just say, We will avenge you little Musia, to cheer us up. Ding! Petty kid's mind activated. We made a little movable altar at the glory of Mrs. Popeye, and wrote some psalm for the Paw religion. And every Sunday we put the altar in front of the church, and reciting some psalm saying that Mrs. Popeye got killed by Christianity, and how the Musia was dead, so all the cats could have mouse and head rubs, and every time Mr. Jerk passed by, we made the paw sign on our heart to protect ourselves from the Dogville. As time goes on, the fun of the situation attracted other kids and even parents, who was hilarious by all this situation to the point where the church called the police to make us stop because they were really thinking that a group of children was going to put them in danger with our cult. So we stopped, but we still do the paw sign when we see them today. I mean, at least there's something to remember Mrs. Popeye by. I mean, I guess it is revenge, but I still don't feel all the way satisfied because the person that hit the cat essentially got away with it and got mild harassment, if that, as a result. The guy is an absolute jerk and so is the church for coming over and demanding you have to pay to fix their car. Talk about not having a heartbeat or a conscience. Just about the furthest away you can get from the whole turn the other cheek mindset. This next story is never freak with a mechanic. 
I used to be a mechanic. Girl mechanics used to be few and far between. Anyway, male customers would constantly be saying inappropriate things to me, sometimes putting their hand on my leg on a road test. I found a way to get even with them. Anytime I got a male customer who got too friendly with me, I would ask, what would your wife think? If I found out they were married, I would take a pair of cheap Walmart panties and stuff them in the passenger door pocket. I would also spray some cheap perfume in the car, telling the customer that something stunk in the car, so I had to spray it. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. I can only imagine what would happen when wifey smelled the perfume and found the underwear. Now that is a delightfully devilish revenge. Short of this guy actually catching a charge for being a creep, doing a little innocent home wrecking is fun too. Our next story is, referee the game fairly? Don't you want us to win? This was during my time in high school. To preserve anonymity, 2000s will precise. Prevar, during high school, US, I was making quite a decent amount of money as a certified football, soccer, ref. One of the strict rules was that you couldn't ref games if you were the same age or affiliation of either team's playing. It was not strict. My father, who also had all the certs and did it in his own time, and I had to duo ref games many times back to back due to a lack of any other certified refs. It was good money, and we didn't freak around. We were professional, as much as anyone approves refs, and I'd really like to say fair at it. However, when you want to deal with parents who, I don't know the word for it, Karen maybe, it becomes unpleasant. The situation I want to highlight is when the refs of a specific game called out and they asked us to step in as emergency. Teams, varsity high school girls, one of which, you guessed it, I attended. We objected, citing the rules and possible bias. Reply, no one else is available. Cue the crap situation when the entire team recognizes me pre-game and I can't downplay it right in front of the other squad. Instantly, the other team is asking about ref bias. Instantly freaking crap show already when we're just checking numbers and cleats dad tells them that you play now or you wait two plus hours for a different ref team and he starts reminding both coaches about the games we've refed in the past i don't remember these i assume he was bluffing and in the moment i'm trying very very hard to avoid eye contact with the girls i know stating his passion for the game and absolute adherence to the rules the game commenced Where is the petty revenge or compliance, you might ask? No, I didn't act out against my father or the team opposite my own. Rather the opposite. I called offside on a goal that would have won the game for my gals. The insanity that ensued. The aftermath? Two plus months it took for justice to set in. One of their own dads had recorded everything perfectly in line to show just how offside it was. And he caught on vid how much they harassed me Poor little line ref. If it weren't for camcorder dad, it would have been mega bullied till graduation. 
As soon as the footage was spread, the whole team I got to apologies. But everyone else stopped being rude and became extremely polite. We take what wins we get. Have a lovely day. A lot of people might complain about replay being in sports. Obviously, it's going to be much less prevalent in like high school and surrounding type programs. But even as the ref, sometimes it can bail you out, even though most of the times people are using replay to check the refs. Our next story is Pregnant Lady Petty Revenge. So this is going back a few decades, but I think it was a beautifully executed Petty Revenge. I worked in the receiving department in the warehouse for a major company that had just expanded to Canada. I was 26 and pregnant. The evening shift supervisor, who I'll call Kathy, 24-year-old female, used to joke about firing me if I wanted to labor at work. Now, I'm pretty even-keeled, but this ticked me off. Also ticked off the other ladies in the office, along with being completely illegal, so I concocted my plan and the ladies helped me out. My due date was August 23rd, and as I got closer and closer to my due date, the firing comments became more frequent. A few days beforehand, I put my plan in motion. I waited until Kathy was coming on shift and took one of my frequent bathroom breaks where I filled a balloon with water and carefully placed it in the crotch of my jeans. I waddled back upstairs to the office and sat at my computer like normal. Once Kathy sat at her desk out with us, about 15 minutes later, I took a kilt pin and, using one of my coworkers as cover, gently poked it into the balloon and started rotating it to make a really watery mess. My coworker, bless her, leaned over as if to check on me and saw that the water was spreading and sang out, Oh gee, are you okay? To which I replied, I think my water broke. I stood up and yep, big wet spot on my pants. Kathy freaked out, hyperventilating, yelling that I couldn't give birth there, trying to figure out how close I was to having the baby. Another coworker piped up, it could be hours or minutes. Bless her as well debating on calling an ambulance or security. It was like watching a chicken run around with its head cut off. Ten minutes later, I yelled, April Fools! She got really quiet, then walked out of the office. Honestly, she was a good supervisor, but she shouldn't have ticked off the pregnant lady. I mean, in most scenarios, I would say that's not a fair prank to pull on somebody, but I mean, if they're just ticking away at you, just building it up over time and making you feel bad about being pregnant and just trying to work, did they not deserve it? This next story is another pregnant revenge story. Not mine, but a good friend of mine. When she was younger, she was working at a local electronics manufacturer, putting her husband through college. She was pregnant at the time the story takes place. This facility employed a lot of women in her situation, and several of them were pregnant. One of the managers, not hers, somebody else's, made it a regular thing to walk through the facility and insult all of the pregnant women. His favorite insult for her was to stand about six feet away, stare at her growing belly, and say with a tone of faux disgust, How come you're so fat? She went home in tears more than once because of this. But because of the times, the nature of the job, and the fact that she really needed the money, she didn't do anything about it. Until the one day when she had had enough. He stopped, surveyed her as usual, and asked her, How come you're so fat? She turned in her chair, looked him up and down, pausing with her eyes on his well-fed belly and said, in a tone of matching disgust, Well, at least I have an excuse. Then she turned back to her workstation and ignored him. Nope. Nobody clapped, but he didn't insult her again. 
Well, I'm glad that this revenge just ended in them not insulting them again and not like trying to find some petty way to get rid of them and fire them. I mean, this guy must just be up there on the list of miserable people who just manage to make it to another day by feeding off of the pain they give other people by putting them down. Like a nasty human emotional leech feeding off of others' negativity. Our next story is Horrendous Neighbor and Disgusting Revenge. So this happened about 15 years ago. I was in my early 20s living in a slightly crappy apartment complex. There was this one neighbor who was about 40 to 45 years old. He had these two Pomeranian dogs who he never had a leash on. He also never picked up their poop after they went to the bathroom. The other issue is these dogs were aggressive. If you got anywhere near them, they would charge at you barking and nipping at you. The first couple times I told him they were supposed to be leashed as per the law, he just blew me off and told me to mind my own business. The next time it happened, I cocked my foot back because I was going to punt them in the next week. The man became super aggressive towards me, threatening to kill me if I touched his dogs. I ended up going to the management, but as is typical, they did nothing about it. For months this went on, he started flipping me off anytime he saw me. I always just blew kisses back at him and waved like a Disney princess. Fast forward 6 months and my girlfriend at the time had forgotten her purse in my apartment, so she pulled up outside and ran in to grab it. She leaves and immediately comes back talking about some man screaming at her. I head outside and it's the same man. He's calling her every name you can think of. He's going on about how she can't double park like that and blah blah blah. I tell him he's just upset that someone half his age drives a nicer car than him. He drove a beater F-150 and can afford the same apartment he has. He again threatens me and I tell him to try me at his own risk. My girlfriend leaves and I head back inside. About two months later, I'm moving to a different city about 20 minutes down the road. My petty revenge against him is the night after I moved, I drove back at about 2am and packed dog poo underneath the door handles of his truck. I made sure none were visible when you walk up. The only way you'd find out is when you went to open the door to get in. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see his reaction, but I'm pretty sure I ruined his day, if not his week. I know it's gross, but revenge isn't always a clean business. No, 100% a jerk like that totally had it coming. I just wonder how grossed out OP was procuring both the dog crap and also like gloving up and sneaking over and applying it. You know, this impromptu arts and crafts session where you're smearing this Play-Doh under the door handle. Our next story is, Hubby's ex dismisses him, so I mention my and her major age difference. This was approximately 25 years ago, and I still smile and laugh when I think about it. For context, I met my husband when I was 21, 48 year old female now, and he was 34, 62 now. Hubby's ex was 13 years older than him, which puts her around my mother's age. This is important soon. We'd been dating two years and his stepson Jack from previous marriage was in a band and asked Hubby to come see them perform. I'd previously met Jack, we got along great and he did include me in the invite. My man was just one in a line of four to five husbands for Jack's mom and he never seemed to care much for his mom. Jack did mention his mom would be there with a friend. There were plenty of tables so no worries, right? Wrong. We get there, all is good. The band was playing, drinks were ordered, and the good times began. Hubby spots ex-wife and decides to go say hi. No problem. Hubby is seriously the kindest man I've ever met and has always tried to be nice to everyone. 
There was no cheating or anything terrible in their marriage. She was bad with money and blamed him for her kids' problems. He left after counseling didn't work. She resented him because he was the only husband that left her. He goes over, says hello, and then X waves her hand like she's brushing him off and says, Thank you, you can go now. Hubby was not surprised, but I could tell he was ticked. Ticked he even bothered to try, and ticked he'd let it get to him. He went outside to cool off. Cue my petty revenge. I walked over and I was calm and being as ladylike as I could. I asked her if she was pleased with herself, treating a good man like garbage again. She just smiled and laughed at me. I leaned in close so she could hear me and I said, You know what? It's okay, ma'am. I would slap you, but my mother, who's around your age, taught me to respect my elders. So you have a nice evening. And I went to find hubby with a very big grin on my face. We left, but Jack called hubby the next day laughing his butt off and congratulated me for peeing his mom off so bad she went home to another state. Still smiling and we'll be celebrating our 22nd anniversary next year. And for the record, I didn't meet hubby until he was two years divorced from this woman and they had no children together. I was gonna say initially it was a little dissatisfying to hear that there wasn't like an immediate or how dare you type reaction. But finding out that they moved immediately back to a whole different state and just got up right out of there, I think it tells you enough about how they truly felt about that. This next story is, make me fly abroad to dump me? Let me ruin your debit card. This happened a long time ago when I was studying abroad, mid-90s. So as a student, I had a girlfriend at university. We both came from different countries to study in London. Just before the Christmas holiday, we agreed that I would fly over to her country and spend a week together since her parents were gone for the week. As soon as I arrived, I noticed she was very distant towards me. I felt very unwelcome, but her friends were nice to me. Okay, I get it, you haven't seen your friends in months. Fine. But after a few days, I addressed this feeling I had, and she told me that it would be better to just be friends. After that, I felt like extra luggage and decided to fly home on an earlier flight two days later. After I got home, she called to ask if I'd seen her debit card. She couldn't find it and needed it to get some cash. Yes, in those days cash was still the standard. No apps or a smartphone or online banking yet. So I go through my pockets and find it in the pocket of a jacket I wore when we went clubbing. She told me she couldn't wait until we would see each other a week later in London and asked me to send it by mail. So I obliged, but not before I left it on a very strong magnet for the rest of the evening. In those days, the cards worked with a magnetic strip not with a chip like nowadays. A couple of days later, she called to say it didn't work anymore and it was a problem because banks were closed for the weekend. I acted totally surprised and said that the postal sorting machines must have had some magnetic technology. It ruined the rest of her holiday too. As an adult, I find it a bit childish of me now, but man, it gave me a good feeling of payback back then. If I found myself in a situation like that, I don't know if I would have the confidence to go through with it. I think the thought would pop into my head, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna ruin that debit card and get back to them, they'll see. But I think I would get to the point where I'm holding the debit card right in front of my face, maybe even the magnet in the other hand, just glance between the two, and I'd be like, I can't do this, I don't have it in me. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.